This episode of the Long Strokers Podcast Show is brought to you by True Aim Indoor Golf KC. Indoor fall leagues are starting soon. Get more information or get signed up at trueaimgolfkc.com. Welcome into the episode three of the Long Strokers podcast. I am uh, joined today by Luke Wood, Matt Thorman. How's it going? How are you guys doing today? Good, good. How are you doing? Doing great. It's Friday. Week's over. Work's over. Can finally get back out to the course, play a little bit more, and you know, work on some stuff. Um, you know, me and me and you are heading out to Creekmore tomorrow. Going to go out there and donate some golf balls to the never-ending rough out there. I am excited. I got some new Chambers Bay left dashes. I'm excited to leave those hanging around KC. New? Wait, 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 wait. What do you mean new Chambers Bay left dashes? Did you buy? Did you buy more left dashes at Chambers? Yeah, they had like 20 boxes. I bought three, but they say Chambers Bay on the ball, so I'm excited to leave those around Kansas City somewhere. And Luke, how many? Chambers Bay golf left golf ball left dashes has he taken from you? He hasn't taken Chambers Bay ones, but how many left dashes has he swiped from you guys over at uh, over at Edwin? Um, so at Edwin Watts, um, he's probably bought in the calendar year, I would say eight dozen, which is rare because we only get six at a time. So like, obviously. Uh, <laughs> Matt. Nobody else in Kansas City gets left dashes but Matt. <laughs> like, like literally, when when the the shipment comes in and it's more precious than gold, the first box that comes out, I put Matt Thorman on it, and then everyone else just to fight over it. That's good. That's good. Well, at least we know that Matt's getting his fair share of golf balls. Um, you know, before everybody else, at least he's getting a cut of them. At least. Yeah, the last time but, they had uh, him in, they uh, I was Luke was like, "How many do you want?" And I was like, "As many as you guys will give me." And they're like, "We you can have one box." And I was like, "Dang." It. Yeah, and and but. I was and I was overruled <laughs> oh, on that. Poor poor Matt. Poor Matt only gets one box of left dashes. Uh, I don't lose. What makes him? But wait, balls, what makes? Okay, okay, this is off topic. But what makes him so like spectacular? So like, what's the what's the great draw to the left dash? Of Titleist. Luke probably knows better than I do, but as far as what I understand is it's just a really firm golf ball. So it's like, as far as on the course, it's better for higher swing speeds off the tee box. And um, basically, it's the longest ball in golf. It's been statistically proven. Uh, but as far as like that and feel around the greens, I still love it. Um, I can still spin it pretty good. But a lot of people hate them because they can't spin them around the greens, but because it's just a super firm golf ball, but I love them. So, so well, you're talking to somebody who can't spin a golf ball to begin with. So it really doesn't <laughs> matter what I use. Um, you know, what were you saying? Oh, so basically it's just like for someone with higher swing speed and, uh, that hits the ball a long way and, uh, has no problem adding spin to a shot because a lot of times it's tough to, so like the the PGA tour level guys like they actually take spin off uh, shots and so they use the spinniest stuff in the world and so with uh, 
like really high level AMs, uh, they want, uh, they can add spin very easily. And so like around the green, it's just easy to uh, make the ball work. And also the left dash goes super far. It's the longest ball in golf, as Matt said. Yeah, still something I do not know anything about because I don't think I can hit a regular golf ball that far. Um, but I try. I very much try. <laughs> and speaking of the left dash from Chambers Bay, Matt just got back from the last APT major of the year before nationals, correct? Yep. Chambers Bay up in uh, wonderful Seattle, Washington. Now, for those of you that aren't aware, Matt notified us that he would not be coming home because he loved Seattle and Chambers Bay area so much. Um, why don't you uh, Why don't you tell us about your experience up there? Because that's not a course that everybody is going to get to play in their lifetime. Yeah, it was. It was something special. That was because I played Harbor Town last summer. I never thought anything would ever top that, and Chambers Bay just blew it out of the water. Uh, it was just beautiful link style course. Um, just walking. There's something about walking down the fairway after you hit a drive, or you know. Uh, hit your shot in the fairway, walking up to the green with your putter because it's a walking-only course. Um, there's something about that you can't beat. Um, but no, it was it was a real special experience. So, well, and we got one of the videos when it, I think Brandon recorded you taking that, you know, basically just smashing one off the box, and all we heard was some guy in the back. Who was the guy in the background <laughs> that goes shit? Was, uh, That's all we heard. It was some older guy. I can't remember his name. Uh, was it? Was he in your name, group? Or was? Yep, he was in our group. I think his name he was, was in Fred. your group. Uh, but yeah, it was. I hit it, and Brandon was trying to hold his laughter in as much as he could. But uh, guy walks by me as he's walking up to the tee box because he was next. He goes D one, and I was like, only off the tee box, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and in practice rounds, right? Yep, and in practice rounds because because the mat. The Matt Thorman uh, practice round is notorious to go low, and then you get into tournament, and it's nowhere near what the practice round was. Yep, but but yeah, uh, yeah. but how was uh, how was the caddy experience? Because I mean, not a whole lot of people, not a whole lot of people that are probably going to listen have ever been to a course where you're required to have a caddy. I mean, you're not required to have a caddy. I guess right. you could have gone without a caddy, but they they want you to have a caddy, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that the caddies that they had definitely were an advantage oh yeah i know some of them were some of them weren't um for the most part i heard good things about all of them um brandon had a guy who was just he was really good and then he just wasn't great at reading greens day two uh i had the same guy both days uh his joel his name is joel uh his brother andrew putnam is actually on the tour uh and then his oldest brother he caddied for on the tour for 10 years so he was, he was a really, really good caddy. It, it was in his blood. Like it yep. was, it was meant to be like my father's nice. father's father was a caddy. I'm a caddy, you know, kind of, yep. kind of deal. And since we're division but, three, uh, you know, everyone, no one expects anything special. And day one, I hit my two iron 270 off the tee box into the wind. And he was just like, holy shit. But he just, <laughs> he couldn't. Another one that gave you a, oh shit. Yep. You know, reaction. Like, I had 180. Or it was like 160 into the green or something into the wind. And I was like, I think I hit, uh, I had, I ended up hitting nine iron. He was like, yeah, I asked for the nine. He was, didn't believe me. 
and I put it to like three. From how from how far out? Like one sixty, one sixty, one sixty five into the wind. So. And you asked for a nine iron. God, that's like that's like <laughs> freaking six iron for me. But we can probably credit a lot of that to the your, you know, you uh, heading up to to Watts and hanging out with Luke and working on that swing speed and working on all that all the mechanics and stuff for for hitting those long drives. Oh yeah, it's definitely definitely an efficiency game in the swing right now um luke's luke's definitely helped pretty significantly as far as especially getting the right equipment in my hands has helped absolutely he's helped he's helped all of us all of us out i mean he did a full full analysis of my bag and you know with adjustments and all the good things and i mean andrew he he went through andrews and i mean good lord oh yeah i haven't played i haven't seen him play that good in a long time yeah, well, he, he now he's like he's anticipating his slice and he can't hit it, and yep. that's what's hilarious. <laughs> but um, but Luke, Luke here has been working with you at uh, at Watts because you guys are getting ready to head to uh, Mesquite, Nevada, for uh, long drive. Is it Worlds or is it qualifiers? Worlds, World, the, Worlds, it's the World Championship. So um, it's basically everyone. Obviously, it's Worlds. Uh, there's going to be guys from Japan from. Canada from everywhere else you can think of. Um, well, you, you're so. like mile, you're, you're a few miles from Las Vegas. So you, you know, yep. So that'll be fun as well. So Luke, you guys, uh, are you guys both flying out there? Yeah. So I think we're gonna basically like take the same trip. Um, so I know because of having like a, uh, like Steve McGann got me into the, uh, into long drive and uh um anyway so basically you fly into vegas but you drive to mesquite so it's like an hour away and mesquite is literally the best grid in the world yeah that and i've been i've been to mesquite uh from a former job you know we went down there for some work and it was it was beautiful beautiful area down there but uh, what? So when you guys go out there for the long drive, where do they have you guys posted up at? Like, because uh, I know when you guys went to Colorado, it was like a sod farm, right? Yeah. Like they outfitted a sod farm so that you guys you guys could hit the distances. Like, yep. what if so? What are they doing um, out there in Mesquite for you guys? I know Luke's been there before. This is my first year, but uh, it's basically it's a like a soccer complex. Basically, it's the Mesquite Sports Complex. Uh, so they have it set up that way. Um, basically, there's the four slots, and then they have a grid set out to about like 450, Luke. Uh, 500. 500, just in case Kyle gets out there. <laughs> is he? Is your is your idol slash like man crush going to be there? He will be there. Yes. So. Because you did, you did get a chance to meet your your hero can i tell that story yeah, I did. and we heard we heard they yeah oh absolutely oh luke please <laughs> please please tell everybody of the day that matt met his for those of you that aren't aware is it kyle berkshire yep, yep. kyle berkshire long drive champion literally his picture is now the logo for long drive yep he's um, a back-to-back but, world uh, champion yeah luke why don't you why don't you go ahead and and reminisce for us the the story of Maddie Tallsox, Maddie Longsox, meeting Kyle Berkshire. So it was um, it was beautiful. Um, so 
we're in Denver and you know, the, like Matt, he was like, Hey man, let's, let's leave a day early. Like Matt was absolutely the champion of that trip. Cause he was, he, uh, I was like, yeah, yeah, man. Like we can leave the next day, but we had a, he was like, no, let's leave this day. And we had a full day to just like, kind of just chill, check our clubs and everything else. So we come down there. And of course I know Bobby Peterson from the past and I like we're checking clubs and I was like, Hey Bobby, uh, when's Kyle getting here? And he was like, uh, well, you know, I, I don't know about the kid, but you know, he, he's probably going to be here between the next 30 minutes and an hour. And he, Matt didn't hear any of this. And so I was just like, Oh boy. Yes. And so, um, then like we're, you know, we're hitting golf balls, just practicing. We've already got all of our stuff checked in. And then I see Kyle with his, uh, long locks come over the hill. And I was like, Hey Matt, somebody you got to meet. And, uh, and no offense, Matt, but you froze up. And then when we got close when the two got close to each other, it was just like, it was like, it was like a kid meeting Babe Ruth. It was just like, oh, and so, um, like I was like, Hey, uh, Kyle, you know, you know me from before Luke Wood. you know, we've, we've competed, but not since, uh, not since COVID, uh, but this is Matt Thorman and he, you know, he's a rookie this year and uh, he's pretty fast and he's like, Oh yeah. Uh, hey, nice to meet you kid. And Matt didn't say a word. And then, uh, like Kyle was just like, uh, man, solid beard, man. Love the beard. And then he walks off. And then as we walk away from said meet and greet, uh, Matt's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I ain't shaving it. I ain't shaving it. I'll shave it for the wedding. I ain't shaving it. I'll shave it for the wedding, but I'm keeping the beard. <laughs> <laughs> there might not have been a wedding. Well, and, if and I from what shave. I, for, and now was it was it you or was it Matt that was telling me that like when they they talked for a little bit and they both have the exact same like shy, like reserved personality to where it was almost like an awkward prom date. Yeah, yeah it was. It was <laughs> literally that's a, pre- that's a pretty accurate representation right there. <laughs> yeah, it's like Matt and Matt and uh, like I told Matt this back in like April. I was like, you guys are basically the same people. Um, and so like it might be a little like a tad awkward, but this guy has like a few belts. So he was so Matt, Matt didn't talk and the guy with the belts talked. Oh, yeah. And you let him talk because, I mean, he is who he is. You know, he's he's the guy. Um, you know, the, if he wasn't the guy, he wouldn't be the logo of long drive. Um, but like walk us through, walk us through what an event is like. Cause I know Matt's been doing a ton of preparation. I mean, we get the videos of him up there hitting in your simulator. I'm surprised the screen hasn't completely collapsed yet because <laughs> he's turning in. What did you hit the other day? 196 ball speed yep. coming off the head. Good God. Yep, his previous was 194. We've gone, I mean, we've hit what, probably, we've gone up six miles an hour in the last month. Yeah, um, so, so like. Cause it, was what, one, it was 190, 192, and now we're at 196, so we're starting to peak at the right time, which is good. 
Yeah, so. and and also, um, like Ed, Edwin Watts, like uh, like we started working like last November, and Matt was like one twenty five with like one eighty five ball speed, and now he's you know in the high one thirties and uh, hit one ninety six, which is just insane. Um, and so also it's without going to the gym too. Just want to throw that in there. Yeah. That's all fueled by Chipotle and bubble energy or bubble, like basically flavored hairspray water. It's all, it's all Um, Chipotle and a shock energy drinks. It's all this. There you go. Yeah. So, but you guys have been, I mean, yeah, Luke, you're right. You guys have been working for a while and I know you guys have been building too. Cause, um, I mean, Matt's up there with you and you're like, you're, I mean, you're the professor. You're like a mad scientist with golf clubs. So he comes up and you guys put together some, some amazing stuff. And what, so when you hit that 196, what, what's the current setup? Like, what do you, what are you rocking to hit that? So that one was, it was a three X, uh, house of forge shaft with, uh, my normal, with the play driver head I use for my Cobra head. So as my cover head set down to seven five, uh, right now I do. We're trying to get the. Uh, I just got a new Tor issue Rad Speed head. That's six point two degree true loft when it's set down to minus one five. So we're we're about to test out a new shaft on that this weekend, and hopefully it's a hopefully it's a money maker. So. And Luke, what are you putting on there for him shaft wise? So uh, so, you know the. The 3X and, uh, you know, 48 inches, uh, Matt uses a 2G uh, Tour Wrap uh, white grip, and it's anywhere between E4 and E6 swing weight. I will say this, uh, if Matt had a 5.5 Cobra head that he could set down to 4, I would not be surprised if he was in the final 16 in Mesquite, like this kid's fast in Mesquite. Yeah. So, but what, so what division, I mean, is that for an open division or is that, are you actually like in a sanction, like not, I don't want to say sanctioned, but are you actually like in a division division? No, it's all open. It's an open division. So it's all, was there 90 guys going this year? No, 128. Uh, 128. Yeah, so there's 128 guys all in the same all in the same division and that's everybody. So Is that including professionals or do they have their own class? Yep, like, it's all all open division. So there are uh amateurs who compete in the open division as amateurs, uh but they can only win up to $750, I think. So cuz the cuz at that point you're the same thing as kind of regular golf with the mm-hmm. with how the APT we can't win a certain amount of money. So I would, I wouldn't know. I've never come close to that certain amount of money. So, <laughs> but luckily they, uh, this last year, uh, I was talking to Luke about it. Cause I was trying to decide if I wanted to sign up as an amateur or as a professional. Um, cause in case like the professional part ruined the amateur status, I wouldn't be able to play on the APT. Uh, but I guess long drive separated itself from regular golf and the USGA. Uh, so it's two completely different sports and, so I can do professional long drive and then play amateur golf. So, yep. Um, you know, once we get to the greens, you know, we're all, we're all amateurs after the tee box. 
some of us are amateurs on the tee box too. So <laughs> the, just be very aware of that one. Uh, but like, so, but I mean, it's you, you're Luke's telling you, Luke's saying that it's a 48, 48 inch shaft, right? Yep. I have, I run a 48. Isn't that, isn't that, isn't that so. Ill, an illegal length for a regular regulation play anyways? So, I mean, technically yep. you, the US, technically, even if you compete in long drive as a professional, you're, you can't, can't take a status in the PGA side for, you know, right. Take away from that because it's too, I think it's two entirely different it's, things. It's so. different. Yeah, so, you know, it's different because last year it was legal, but then there was a fellow by the name of Bryson DeChambeau that started uh, uh, messing with 47, 48 inch shafts. And so then they made a local rule that it was 46 total in uh, USGA play. So it was, it was. Yeah. I remember that because Phil threw a fit. Like he was mad that he couldn't get that extra, you know, like extra, what half an inch or something. And an yeah. extra half inch would be nice too. Yeah. Yeah. All around. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, uh, like, but like straight up. Yeah. You guys are, you guys have got, No, go ahead. What were you saying? Oh, sorry. Like straight up, the uh, USGA, they have a long history of just they'll find one dude that they don't like, and then they'll just like, you know, eliminate all of his uh, specs. So it's like Bryson is the guy right now. Like before he went live, he was, uh, um, he like they were thinking about eliminating the arm lock and uh like they did it with uh sneed in the past with like the between the legs putting it's just you know it is what it is oh this yeah he did the he did the sat like the saddle putting and then yeah because there's he's not the only one that does that arm lock putting who was it i saw the other day that does it as well a lot a lot Um, of them do if i mean if they're gonna go if they're gonna go that far they need to get adam scott away from that that stupid extended putter that monstrosity of a yeah of a chest putter yeah, it's no, it's not chess. He can't anchor, yeah. so he literally has to hold it freestanding with you know split grip. I know there but, there were talks of them getting rid of the one length stuff too, which I mean, if you I mean if you look at Bryson, like if he was winning every tournament, it'd be different. But um, I mean, it wasn't any real advantage. It was just what works for him. Yeah, I mean it. It shouldn't honestly. I don't think it's any different. But he looks like I mean. He looks like he's just like, you know, all up on creatine and like when he's putting anyways, you know, like he can't like he's like trying to put a beach ball between his arms when he's putting. Yep. Like there's no movement whatsoever. Yeah. It is like the most awkward looking putting thing ever, but it works for him. So, I mean, as long as he's not, I mean, I have to agree as long as he's not anchoring to like his chest or, you know, doing the belly putter or the breastbone yep. putter or any of that. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, why, why make things difficult? And now you see why guys are jumping ship because they're tired of the rules and they're tired of, you know, things changing all the time just because, you know, somebody doesn't like something, but that's a different discussion for a different day. You guys are, you know, you guys are what, I mean, you're two, three weeks away from your trip to Mesquite anyways. Um, you know, you, what, what do you like? I know you practice pretty much like every what Monday, Wednesday, you're out there working Yeah. and what, what's your overall goal? Like, what are you trying to hit? before you leave for for nationals so my goal is i really want to hit uh, i really want to hit 200 ball speed before we go out there um which i'm pretty close right now it's pretty much like monday is kind of like a technique slash speed day 
So more like trying to make get the swing efficient and really like hitting shot shapes and uh, kind of hitting the ball out there how I want to and kind of incorporate mm-hmm. a little bit of speed at the end. Um, but Monday is definitely more of kind of a technique day. Uh, but you don't, you don't, I mean, Luke's, Luke's the, the, the veteran here. You don't, you're not advising him to work on that new rad head and bring that out there. You're just looking to stick with what he's got right now. Or are you, are you guys going to work with the uh, rad head as well? So that rad head, we're pretty much, we're dialing it in, uh, on a shaft setup. And then once it's dialed in, we're going to leave it. It's going to stay in the bag. Um, I'm only hitting it when we're dialing it in at Edwin Watts, so I'm not hitting it outside at the range or anything. Um, that way we, gotcha. we can keep the face as hot as possible going into Worlds. So, Well, Luke, you got him, clo- you got him close to dialed in on that thing? Yeah, like um, like it's uh, it's getting like really good. The main thing is, is that keeping the head fresh, but also long drive we've found out since the pandemic is just like any given Sunday. So... It's not about like, uh, you know, changing length, changing this, changing that. It's like just getting somebody in the right spec and then just going out there and seeing what happens. Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, that's all you can do. I mean, it's all, I mean, it's all trial and error anyways. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, like you've done with all of us when we come up there to get our clubs looked at, I mean, you had me lining up, hitting balls, and then you know T height changes, and then adjusting the head, and you even cut my you even cut my driver down a half an inch, which made a world of difference because you know the clubs that I have, I I got fitted for, but not quote unquote fitted for, you know, because I'm I'm five six, so everything's you know comes out long to me. So five seven, with you know, shoes. cutting down that extra inch, the half inch. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, any any extra advantage I can get helps out tremendously. And, you know, like I said, cutting down that inch. And you even changed all my grips right there on the spot, which made a world of difference as well because I was definitely sliding out of my grips. So, you know, whatever whatever you, you guys are doing and whatever you're tweaking, I mean, get it dialed in. And, you know, we look forward to having both of you back on after Worlds because, you know, I'm sure everybody wants to hear how it went. And not only that, but we want we want Luke stories about Matt meeting other long drivers and clamming up like a baby deer in headlights. Yeah. And also, like the thing with Matt is that I know for a fact that, um, you know, like being someone that like my rookie year was 2019. Like I'm, you know, I'm not quite there because I got a little out of shape during the pandemic. But Matt is one of these guys that in long drive, there's a lot of times that a rookie will just come in there and just like burn the place to the ground. And of course, when you're looking at Matt just at just on a simulator, you know, hitting balls, it's like, oh, well, you know, he's doing this, doing that. But when you get under the lights and you get like the, the music pumping and everything else, it's anybody's game. And so I wouldn't be surprised if, if oh, yeah. Matt just like, well, for one, he torched me in Denver, but I wouldn't be surprised if he torched like a lot of guys when we get to Mesquite. Let's, let's, let's be aware here that he's also under the age of 30 drastically and <laughs> still has the majority of his mobility. Whereas some of us, 
If we tried to swing that fast, we would definitely be stuck in traction and be testing our health insurance. Including myself. And I, yeah, I don't plan on doing that. Um, I will, I will gladly go out there and cheer you on, uh, as you hit golf balls and then we can drive down to Vegas, but there to cheer you on and, you know, not end up in the hospital for me trying to replicate. Cause I think I did at Edwin Watts once. Like you let me hit your long driver. Yep, I remember that. <laughs> like, I tried to do it. Like I see on the videos where they kick that leg they do that little, like that rock back and forth. And you know, all I did was just hit the ball really shitty to the left <laughs> and it just shanked, just shanked the crap out of it. You know, I think it was like 200 yards total. So uh, also, I won't be doing a long drive anytime soon. I also still play three sports. So, um, yeah, you, you just game. got done with yeah. rugby because you're crazy. Yep, we got a uh, rugby practice Tuesday, Thursday, and then I coach sixth grade football on Fridays. So you're just a busy, busy guy, but you still make time not only for for the long strokers group and not only for long drive, but for the youth of the nation to teach them football. Honestly, you probably should, you just teach the punters, right? Because that's all you do, right? It's no, I do. I do a little bit of everything. I got. Gotta teach these kids how to hit each other. That's the biggest thing. They're all scared to pop the pads. Well, that's so. all they want to learn anyway. That's all they want to learn anyways. When I was uh, <laughs> when I was in hockey, like when I was in hockey and kids would hit the bantams, they get super excited because they get to go hit people. Like they finally get to contact, but it's like they don't know what they're doing. Yep. Like none of the coaches know how to teach a kid how to hit. So you got to <laughs> teach them how to hit properly. Otherwise, it's just basically throwing bodies around. Yep. Like so, just kids much. throwing bodies around. It's like you just said them shake your head for a little bit. But, um, you know, I digress. So other than, I mean, other than the, the, the long drive, what else do you guys got coming up? Uh, Matt, Luke, what do you guys got going on? Uh, it's really just pretty much, uh, just prepping, prepping as much as possible for long drive. Just kind of making sure, you know, we're, we're dialed and in the zone when we get down there. So, um, oh, just yeah. technique day, Monday. So range day, Monday, uh, speed day, Wednesday, um, which is just, straight how hard can you hit it doesn't matter where the ball goes just get the speed up so it's usually what happens to me after the turn whenever i find out my score is not going well <laughs> <clears throat> what about you luke uh you got i mean you know you know with all your club work and everything that you do i mean the magic that you work you got do you get busy in the winter time when it comes to to fitting people and doing all that yeah, stuff? yeah it's uh especially when it's not like just nonstop then like i met matt in november like when i was able to spend more time on just one person and so like you know like we're getting close to football so of course like it's uh as soon as the chiefs kick off for the first time then we're going to slow down a little bit Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the that's the time where um where it's prime I got to, speed sesh time right there. Yeah, and and that's where I get to start like working like heavily with just one person instead of just trying to get everybody out. But um as far as me, like I'm doing a lot of squats right now. Um because I'm kind of like the country strong long driver and uh Matt is the <laughs> Matt is the quick uh, speedy long driver. So that's basically what I'm doing right now until the end of the month. Oh, just getting, getting the lower body limbered up and, and back into fighting weight. Mm-hmm. And just hoping that, that Matt doesn't uh, knock me out. 
<laughs> Again. Hey, he's not going to knock you out. He's not going to. Quick shout out to he's... Scramble King, Mr. Brett Nursey, for introducing us, or else this never would have happened. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Brett. Brett. Yeah, dude. Brett. Club champion, Brett Nursey. Absolutely. Yeah, we had him on on the last one, and uh, he regaled us with the story of uh, the birth of Durst. So if you're listening <laughs> and you want to you learn how Durst got his nickname, that was great. please listen to episode two. But um, yeah, I mean, we're coming up on the we're coming up on the the half hour here. Um, coming up next, we are going to have a interview with Tom Aguilar of True Aim Golf KC Indoor Simulators. Uh, Matt and Luke are both very familiar with with Tom. He's got fall leagues coming up that he wants to talk about and wants to talk about the simulators and everything that he's got. Um, so we're going to have him on, and we're going to kind of kind of talk it out with him because coming up in the fall winter time is whenever you know indoor sessions start and people want to keep playing but it gets too cold so uh but i want to thank both of you guys for being here i know it's it's late it's a friday night probably a ton of other things that we all could be doing um like me i was late because i was watching thor um (laughs) entertaining but not great just gonna throw it out there so uh is there anything else you guys want to say before we we take a break not that I can think of off the top of my head. I will tell all of you guys about huh? the awkward conversations between Matt and the long drive goats. I and I will welcome that one hundred percent because there is nothing be- nothing I like better than public shaming and embarrassing stories. <laughs> so um, we look forward to that coming up after Worlds. Best of luck to both of you at Worlds. We're going to be rooting for you, even though we can't be there. We will be rooting for you guys. So. Um, if you do, I want to thank Luke. If you do want to tune want to thank in, Matt. Uh, they stream it live on YouTube. So, um, the oh, there you PLDA go. Yeah, if, if YouTube you... channel. All right, fantastic. I'll definitely be pulling that up because I'll be in Florida. Probably have some downtime while I'm in Florida. So, but uh, I want to thank both of you guys for jumping on. Stick around. We're going to have a conversation with Tom after this break. Thanks so much. Hey everybody, this is Chris from the Long Strokers Podcast here to tell you about True Aim Indoor Golf KC. True Aim offers state-of-the-art climate-controlled indoor simulators with over 15,000 courses to choose from and is perfect for any skill level and perfect for any event. Whether you're wanting to have a good time with family and friends, a corporate team building experience, or if you're looking for a place to practice, True Aim is the place for you. True Aim is located at 14870 Metcalf Avenue, Overland Park, Kansas. Fall league signups are starting now and begin October 18th. So make sure you visit them at trueaimgolfkc.com to get more information and sign up. Spots for fall are filling up fast. You can also find them at facebook.com slash trueaimindoorgolfkc. Make sure to tell them that you heard about them here on the Long Strokers podcast. All right, welcome back. We are here with Tom Aguilar of True Aim Indoor Golf KC. Hey, Tom, how you doing? Hey, we're doing great. How about you guys this morning? I see Maddie Long Socks is with us as well, huh? Yep, yep. We're uh, just hanging out this morning. Good, good, good. Yep, doing doing the continuation to to the to the other recordings, and uh, you know, we're we're really excited to have you on here. Uh, me and Matt definitely definitely love True Aim. We we've played leagues out there. We've we've done some events with you, and we love what you got going out there. And we want to want to give you a platform to to put True Aim out there, so more people can can come out and have fun. Absolutely. Well, first of all, I appreciate you guys uh, having me 
on this morning. And I know you've spent some time with us in the past, uh, you know, out at True Aim. We're just a local neighborhood place, right? You know, we love uh, putting on the leagues, we love doing our lessons there. You know, we have uh, retail traffic on a regular basis. And uh, yeah, we do some, you know, a variety of other things as far as our leagues are concerned. So we're we're ready to get going here in the fall and welcome anybody that wants to come in and give us a try. Yeah, absolutely. And and me and Matt played in the leagues, uh, what was it, last year? Was the first year we played in the leagues? I don't think I played winter just because yeah, I've kinda, uh, work schedule got a little crazy. But. I've been going since the kind of the the reopening that you had after COVID. Uh, right, yep. Which, Matt, Matt was our one of our first regulars there. He, he and I and Haley. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we, would, uh, we would spend some time together over there and watch Matt just bang the – Bang the back of my uh, screens out and it really started. That's when your journey into golf really started, wasn't it? Yeah, that was, uh, I was kind of like just getting into it. It was uh, pretty much just, I was just getting back into it. And it was uh, mostly it was just easy. It was way easier than trying to go to the range or to the course or anything. It was just show up and kind of hit balls for an hour. And um, it's easy enough to play a course there too. So, uh yeah. Yeah. it was definitely definitely a lot of i was there what every it was like yeah. every saturday for like three months or something yeah you know coming in early and uh getting started and you know that was really the impetus behind it was you know my passion for the for the game of golf obviously um i had been in an industry for a long long time that i wanted to get out of and i wanted to do something new and different and fun in terms of the way of you know golf is uh, played in Kansas city in the wintertime, which is, you know, some years are better than others, but lately it seems like there's, you know, not been as much opportunity depending on what month you're trying to get out. Right. So oh, yeah. the, the whole idea is look, you know, there's avenues to uh, keep your game going and uh, keep your swing solid. And then with the feedback that we have from our Unicor simulators, you know, you get that quality practice, uh, you you have the opportunity to play a large selection of PGA and European style courses. And, you know, the more time you spend that, it's like anything else, right? It's in the dirt. In our case, it's in the mats. It's in the mats in the indoor setting. So uh, you guys can attest probably just like anybody else, how much time you're willing to put in. And this is what we offer in the wintertime. So that's, we're happy about that. Yep. And for those for those people out there, Tom, uh, let tell them about how the indoor simulator works and how um, how True Aim actually works. I mean, what you guys offer, what you guys have, yeah. your amenities, so, things like that. So our our simulators are are the Unicore uh, QED simulators, right? So they're basically photometric high speed cameras that will pick up the motion of the ball and the club through impact, and so you're getting all the variables as far as the swing data is concerned. You know, the spin rate, the back side, uh, spin, side spin, you're getting distance uh, and all the other metrics that, you know, a lot of people don't know too much about, but are learning more about as, you know, these facilities become available. And even you have some that you can buy for your own use that you would set behind you outdoors. You can get feedback, you know, virtually on your phone these days with some of these different gadgets that people have. So, you know, indoor golf is, we've got three hitting bays at True Aim. 
you come in, you make a tea time. Uh, you know, we get real busy in the fall and in the winter. So tea times become you know, a little more challenging to get. But as long as you're on the game with your buddies and you're trying to plan it just like any other outdoor uh, tea time. You get your tea time as uh, they become available, and it's a pretty easy process. We uh, we do everything by phone right now. Uh, we haven't really had the ability to do the online booking yet, um, but that's a factor that's not really much of an issue. Because I'm a smaller neighborhood uh, outfit, it's easy to call. You get your tea time. You get your guys put together and uh, come in and, and enjoy the space. So that's really what indoor golf is, right? I mean, you're playing on a simulated, in a simulated format. And with the, the way the data is captured, you get, you get your feedback, especially in practice. When you're playing a game, you can see, or a match with your buddies, you can see what's happening with your swing on a limited basis, but you're more going to see it based on what the ball flight is doing. Outside of that, we have several different training softwares that we use and also that our uh, pro uses. Uh, we do have a teaching pro. His name is Jim Powell. He's been with me since I opened up. And, you know, a lot of the guys out there that are familiar with us uh, have used Jim and really think he's added a lot to their to their game as well. So amenities wise, you know, it's basically cold beverages, adult beverages. We put some music on. Uh, it's friendly, laid back fun competition. And then one of the things that I think is separates us from some of the other big box retailers is, you know, we're not bugging you all the time for, Hey, do you want some, something to eat? Or do you want to, you know, increase your time or do you, whatever, whatever they do at some of these other locations, we're, we're just kind of like, Hey, come in, get your tea time. You want to play for two hours. You want to play for four hours, entirely up to you. And, uh, we make it happen. So that's the, that's the basic overview of the operation. Yeah, it's kind of well, and I mean, I I will say my favorite, my favorite, one of my favorite things. There's a lot of things I like about there, but you know, with the fall coming up and football is going to be on every TV, you got the big screens, and you can bring in your own food. That's my favorite part <laughs> because I could go to Chipotle, Matt. Hey, I've seen Haley bring you Chipotle there before. <laughs> yep. Um, and then you got what? You got you got pizza place right in the parking lot that can you can just run over, grab a pizza, and come back. Yeah. But that I love the fact that that you allow that you let people do that with no problem. That way you can focus more on on playing and having a good time with your friends um, or in the league setting. You can focus more time on league yeah. and uh, not have to worry about people bothering you all the time to, hey, do you want to order more food? Who needs their tab? Yeah. You know, all and, that you know, stuff. it's it's a savings aspect, you know, uh, from the standpoint of going into you know a, a restaurant setting or any other kind of food ordering situation you're yeah you're going to pay twice as much as you probably should or would otherwise at a at something convenient that you can bring as opposed to something convenient that you can bring in for yourself so we appreciate that and that's one of the things that we you know i don't want to be in the restaurant business i want to be in the hey let's play some golf and let's uh see how far you know maddie long socks can bang it into the screen yeah our deal and you know, it's fun. It's challenging. There's a different nuance uh, to playing indoor golf uh, on the, you know, the regular play aspect of it when you're playing courses. Matt would attest to this, right? So 
it's not a perfect science yet. Uh, you know, you get more rollout than you probably should on some approach shots, right? Just the nature of the beast. Um, you know, there's other nuances hitting out of bunkers. How much does it take off on a sandwich? If the trees are 90% air. I think that was, I think that's what Ian told me the first time I played out there and I hit a tree and it just like dropped and I go, oh, what happened to that 90% air crap? Yeah. <laughs> right. So, you know, there's, there's those things. I mean, it's realistic to the degree that, Hey, if you're in the rough and you're 175 out, it's going to take off about 15, 16% of your shot. If it's uphill, same thing. So, you, you know, guys learn those different aspects and how to get around. The cool thing is, is in order to speed up the game, you know, putting can be a little bit wonky on simulator. So we completely take that out of the mix. And uh, if you're good enough on a particular day to hit it within six feet of the hole, you're going to get your one putt, you know, potential birdie opportunity. So, uh, yeah, that's, again, it's, it's friendly competition is what we're looking for. We had almost 60 guys in the winter league last year on three nights. So I run it by uh, say Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays at five fifteen and seven thirty sessions on each of those nights, right? So we knock out up to 12 guys in two hours for nine holes that come in at 515. You know, they're, they're, they're blazing into the parking lot, getting their clubs coming in, getting in a few swings and off we go. We get that first group finished up. Hopefully they shoot some good scores and, you know, the next group comes in for the 730 session and we keep all those uh, statistics in our, uh, what we use as a, uh, a tool for uh, all the stats and, and keeping the league points on a weekly basis so that we can have a weekly payout and also a season-long points payout. So we do it kind of like a FedEx and then we, you know, season-long points champ type thing. We pay out up to eight places on both gross and net. And that's one of the cool things too is, you know, you don't have to be a three handicap to win all the time if you're a 12 handicap you have just as much opportunity because we do it we do score on a on a handicap basis so we we have mostly individual play um it's hard to put team events together unless they're special events when you're doing leagues because you know invariably somebody's not going to be able to make it man you're scrambling to get you know guys that uh you know, to sub guys in and, and then you got guys complain about, Hey, he's bringing a ringer and all that stuff. So we, we do a lot of individual play and that separates it out. And then we have special events like around Thanksgiving, like, you know, each year we've done some special tournaments where we, you know, pit say Tuesday night guys against Wednesday night guys on the weekend of Thanksgiving. It gets a little slow after the after the, you know, two days uh, around Thanksgiving. So Saturday, Sunday, we'll have guys come in and we'll put together a fun tournament and we'll mix up the teams and, you know, do that sort of thing as well. Yeah, I really enjoyed last year when we did the, uh, what was it, the Whistling Straits? Mm -hmm. We did the Ryder Cup uh, at Whistling Straits. That's when I learned that you can't just hit any club you want in a simulator out of a bunker because (laughs) your your score will go into the double digits real quick. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so... Oh yeah, it was yeah. Smaller think- than me, which most you know bunkers like Whistling Straits or overseas in Scotland are likely going to be you know five, six feet tall in some cases, where that you're yeah, already taller than me. <laughs> trying to hit out of. 
uh, you got to take a wedge and get out. You know, that's take your medicine. Yeah, and let and let everybody know when do these leagues uh, when do the leagues start and uh, when and where can you sign up? Right, so uh, we're just in the sign up process right now. Um, we started for the uh, general public. You can go on our website at uh, www.trueaimgolfkc.com, and um, or you can call the main shop number at nine one three two eight three seven zero four four. If you go on our website, there's going to be a pop-up that shows up on the bottom right-hand side, and you just click that, and it gives you the information on registration. It's pretty pretty simple, easy process uh, to get signed up. And you know, if you have buddies, you, there's a link at the top right of that sign-up page that you can send to, and then you pick your night, right? So we we're going to have probably you know more than a third of the golfers from the winter league play this this coming fall so we gave those guys first opportunity to nail down their times i think matt you and brandon and andrew probably uh have already said you wanted to play on that wednesday at 7 30 slot right yeah crazy thing is that's where me and brandon met too yeah yeah so you brandon and uh part of the apt guys that have come out and played we've had quite a few of uh participants that have uh you know been playing the APT that I've met over the years, last two or three years, uh, play at the shop in the leagues as well. So, yeah, so you just go onto our website and it starts, uh, signups are now, the league starts on the 17th, the week of the 17th of October, and it'll run, you know, eight weeks and we'll probably have that tournament in between time over the Thanksgiving holiday. So uh, just, uh, I wouldn't wait too long, mainly uh, because these, these slots are going to fill up pretty fast. So. Oh yeah. And saying since all the courses are going to start doing their aerations and right. things are going to start to, to chill out a little bit, I think more people are going to get, uh, get into the fall league so they can get more acclimated to indoor for the winter leagues. Yeah. Um, but, uh, other than that, uh, let people know about, um, you know, your hours and how they can rent a bay or yeah. what kind of events they can hold at true aim as well. So, uh, going into the fall, you know, summertime, we're, you know, we do have that drop off. There's naturally we're a seasonal business and it's something that we, you know, expect to have every year. This is when things start gearing up again. And, um, you know, we do have more special events as well with, uh, people coming in and having birthday parties. They'll do, you know, bachelor parties, retirement parties, all those kinds of, uh, fun curricular extracurricular activities at our shop. So you can rent it out by the hour as a group as well. And then, uh, so we're going to open up, start opening up on Mondays as well. We were closed on Mondays during the summer. And you can come in, just give us a call. We set up your tee time based on the day and time that you'd like to play. And it's that simple, really. Uh, there's nothing much to it. All our rates are posted online. And uh, we are running a special right now uh, through October 15th where you can come in and you're going to get basically about 10 bucks off the first hour of play, uh, either for an hour as an individual or as a group, because we don't charge on a per person basis. We charge for the hitting bay. So, um, you, we've got non-peak and which is basically 11 to four during the week, Monday through Thursday, and then peak hours, it runs, uh, Thursday or Friday through Sunday. So those two rates are posted online right now. And we're running a special, uh, 
you know, with about 10 bucks off of each of those hourly rates. On not- you know, I saw that online the other day when I was, when I was perusing through your website and, um, I was curious what the peak hours were, but now I know. So yeah. it's, it's basically by day and not by, by, you know, after five o'clock or between five and seven yeah. uh, kind of thing, which is great because I know, I know there's a bunch of places out there that they'll change their hour or they'll change their prices just based upon time frames during the day, yeah. let alone days, you know, like that. So that's, that's wonderful. Yeah. Um, but but Tom, it was great to have you. Um, I'm really glad that we we able to connect and and get you uh, to talk about True Aim because, like I said, I know us here at Long Strokers, we all love it. I mean, that's where me, Matt, uh, Brandon, Andrew all all kind of spent our you know fall part of winter, um, you know, keeping just to make sure that I still couldn't hit my clubs. Um, <clears throat> the best part about it was I didn't lose a golf ball all all fall or winter. That is. Yeah, um, that's one of the the main things here. We're all about yeah. you know saving your food costs and saving your golf ball costs. That's for sure. Yes, because those add up very quickly, very, very, very quickly. <laughs> well, you guys, um, I, but I, everybody, make sure make sure you head over to uh, Um They can also call call the shop at nine one three two eight three seven zero four four to book your hours. Also, make sure you get signed up for fall leagues before October 15th. Uh, spots are going to fill up fast. Uh, I know because whenever we were putting this together last year, we were talking last year, it was like, yeah, you got to get in, Chris, because, you know, it, there may not be a spot at 730 on a Wednesday night. So, uh, Tom, again, thank you very much for stopping by. I'm really glad, really glad we got to Well, talk. you guys have been great, and uh, it's always, we'll look forward to seeing you guys back. Uh, I just wanted to say real quick, I think this is a, a great thing you guys are doing for the landscape of golf in Kansas City. Um, you know, all around the area there, there's so much going on. But to have a point of access where you can, you know, take some time to to listen in and, and enjoy uh, what you guys are doing, I think it's great. Well, thanks, yeah, Tom. Thank we you. really appreciate it. And we, we definitely appreciate the support from you guys uh, over at True. You bet. All right. You guys have a great one. Thanks, yeah. guys. Thank